Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. We are brought to you by 13 Step Tone Solutions and More Bands Media. Jonathan Grissom with More Bands Media and with me. How are you today, bud? I'm good, man. It is uh, kind of a crappy day out today. Um, the sun was out for just a little bit this week. O- October in Oklahoma can, is kind of sucks. <laughs> good songwriting weather. Uh, it is. It is. It brings on the <laughs> brings on the downer a little bit. Uh-huh, uh, yep. <laughs> Megan Marlene is in with us today. How are you? Doing well today. It's Thank you. It's been about a year since you've been in with yep. us, and uh, it's been a busy year. Mm-hmm. Um, episode thirty-seven was the last time you were on with us, which is almost almost a year to the week, but not quite. Just couldn't wait to get back in here with us. Couldn't, couldn't wait. <laughs> so catch us up a little bit. How how has the last year been on uh, on your end with the singer songwriter? world it's been i don't know up and down and crazy i guess really i was really focused on the studio the last time i was in here and it's kind of fallen by the wayside since then i get very wrapped up with that there's so many things that go into like producing an album mm-hmm. uh we do have some good good starts on songs though so i need to get back with kyle we need to get back in the studio but um since then i i went on a, a run out in eastern oklahoma I had gigs out there every weekend for months it felt like but it was good. Lots of playing little bars, um, and that was really good for a lot of reasons. I actually just did my full band, my first full band show last weekend, nice. which was exciting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The last year, uh, kind of a refocus just on what my goals are really as a musician and what I'm really doing here. And then again, on songwriting, I've been writing some new songs, which has been fun. So uh, when those when it comes to you as far as the songs, because that's one thing I always struggle with is mm-hmm. the lyrics and, mm-hmm. and like so. Um, over the last year, I know, uh, I think COVID was pretty much on the outs last time you were here. It was coming back mm-hmm. and then everything went completely berserk with festival. Everything's a festival now yeah. and it's yeah. just crazy. And, and, and I think now the bell curve on that's kind of, we're on the backside of that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just exhausted. Mm-hmm. So as far as like, when, when do you make the decision to, uh, pull off of playing gigs because they're available and you know it's it's there versus now we need to kind of start getting back into the sessions and songwriting and like when do you make that decision i'm still figuring those cycles (laughs) out right i'm so new at this and and covid really did make a big difference right there was i think i talked about that the last time i was Mm -hmm. here there's gigs that were just available to me that never would have been otherwise um, which was a really unique opportunity for me to just jump in and get started. Uh, this last year has been really overwhelming because everything did just come back with like such force. Everybody all of a sudden, like people I was playing these little tiny gigs with now are are headlining these huge shows, you know, and it just, it was wild watching it. So I've also, I think, just been kind of sitting back and watching how everything is going. And there's there's a cycle to like when you book the festivals, right? Because you see everything happening in August and September, but they don't book those right. shows in in June. You know what I mean? They book them this time of year. Yeah. And so it's it's been 
also, like I said, just a focus on what it is I even want to do. Do I want to just keep playing like little bar gigs or do I want to push and try to go for more listening rooms or more festivals? I love playing festivals, but they're, they can be really tiring and overwhelming. Um, I got booked at Diamondstone this year. That was amazing. That was so cool. But again, it's, it's a lot. I'm learning how to like protect my energy like uh, I had a 2 p.m. set at the Diamond Stone which doesn't seem early but like at festivals you stay up till five or six in the morning the night before (laughs) and some of the like the campfire sing-alongs are like the best right because you just hear new stuff it's the the just the fellowship with other musicians. That's some of the best times. Um, I felt like I missed out on that because I got an Airbnb down the road. Like I was like, I'm not even doing it. I went to bed late at midnight before my set and I showed up bright eyed and bushy tailed. You know, I was, I was an hour early. Like what's everybody doing? Sleeping. They're still <laughs> yep, sleeping. I know exactly. They were, of course they were like, I was trying to rally my friends. I'm like, I know it's early. You can make it there by 2 PM though. Just grab a red beer. Let's go. Like anyway, <laughs> But yeah, so, so anyway, I'm still learning all the cycles because again, like COVID really just made everything so different for a significant amount of time. And now we're coming back out of that. And so everything is getting back to normal ish, I think. Yeah. Right. And so (laughs) again, there's all this new stuff that I didn't know, like pig fest is a big deal. I didn't know that was a thing. I heard of that from a guy that came in on our show, one of the very first episodes, uh, Clayton McKenzie with a band called Gypsy Store Troubadours. Okay. And he mentioned that it's out in Wellston. Mm -hmm. He goes, it's kind of private. He's like, if mm-hmm. it takes off, though, it'll be an annual thing. And I've seen it come back around. So must have... Everybody was out there yeah, this must year. Yeah, must have been a mm-hmm. success. A lot of the people that played at Diamondstone also played there. So there's a lot of, like, hopping back and forth between festivals, which is so cool, right? But, again, exhausting. Yeah. Well, and and uh, same as uh, as someone attending them. Like, oh, sure. Like, you know, in, in an effort to see one band, I have to go to this three-day ordeal. And I'm like, ah, it's, it, mm-hmm. it's cool for time to time, but every weekend i know it was also probably way cooler you know 15 years ago when i was young (laughs) sorry i I got distracted i was like is that a damn grater or an airplane must have been a plane flying over they've had the most spy planey looking spy planes flying over this norman Uh, maybe they're gliders but i swear you look up and you're like that don't that don't look like a regular airplane from tinker (laughs) that looks like something else (laughs) anyway uh well um so, uh, fully independent artist, right? You're not yeah. so, okay, Mm-mm. and that's one thing I was kind of gonna bring up too. Is is like doing it independently, you kind of get to make your own ebb and flow to that process. One hundred percent. A lot of times with with a label, the the label sets your schedule. Yep. Now we're on an album cycle. Now we're gonna go on tour. Now we're gonna mm-hmm. do this, that, or the other. And it's like trying to figure that out for yourself and what works best in your world yeah, 100% it's kind of like the argument of like there's just kind of a freedom and having a job where you clock in and you do your thing for eight hours and you leave yeah. you don't have to have any attachment to it versus like owning a business it's, it's all you it's all you you know yep. and you got to make it happen and I'm running into that too with my thing it's sometimes it's it's easy to be motivated and also not know what your next step is 100%. it's so hard <laughs> You have all this energy and you just don't even know what to do with it. You know, that's happened so many times. And I think, you know, when I first started this too, I was really like, uh, you know, designing and building my own website, like spinning up all this stuff. And I think at some point I just got burned out. I was like, I don't even want to look at Facebook anymore. I don't want to do any of it. Like, um, 
and it can get really far away from, again, why I started doing this. Like a lot of it is not music at all. You know what I mean? Like doing a merch thing and putting an online store together. Like that's a business. That's not music. And so I think I just needed a break from that too. And that's, I think, well, for my own self, if I don't give myself space, I won't write music because I can fill my days again, with all the churn of the business stuff and and life and everything else. Um, but I found recently, too, sometimes just getting away from home. Like uh, in June, I think it was, or July, I booked an Airbnb in Edmond. It was like 500 bucks for Ooh, the weekend. Just to go? Just to yeah. have somewhere. To, and I did, I think, I got probably 10 good photos that I use all the time in my promo stuff now that I just did myself. And I did, I think seven different videos, just little, just grabbed it with my phone. I was like, I'm not trying to make this complicated. I just need my stuff to be out in the world. I still haven't posted all the videos (laughs) because dealing with the algorithms in the social media stuff is a whole separate thing, but I couldn't get it done at the house. I kept thinking, all I got to do is set up my, sit in front of my phone, put a little makeup on my face. You know what I mean? But I just couldn't get it done. Uh, Same. Uh, and the 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 um, I don't know if it's the want or willingness to take a break from the scroll, so to speak. But I I'm kind of in that right now. Like I was telling mm-hmm. him before you came in, like I have completely checked out this week. I've I've, I've had a busy week. You have to have weeks like that. Just naturally, mm-hmm. so it's like getting online hasn't been a, it hasn't been a priority. And then I'll start thinking about it as he was talking. I'm like, it was actually kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because I was like talking about everything that was going on during the week in the media and stuff like, like that. He's like, he's like, yeah, I don't know. About I don't any know. Of that. I've been checked out. <laughs> I'm la- totally away from it. Yeah. yeah. The last thing I saw yeah. was this morning on the like the big things that are happening, and I saw the Elon thing yeah. and all that. But other than that, psh, that's it. I haven't. It can be exhausting. There's so much information and so much input. Mm-hmm. So it, well, can be, it can be hard, I find, to get into that. create Because for me, creative space is space. Like I said, I have to be very intentional about creating that space for myself. Um, so you write songs like I Trip Psychedelics. Set and setting. <laughs> set and setting, baby, all the time. Set See, and well, setting. It's, the, it's the same kind of mental. You have to, it's, a, it's an intention for a specific mental space, yeah. I think, with both of those activities, honestly. For sure. So, yeah, and it totally makes sense. But um, as far as, all right, say you create a set and sell, you went to the Airbnb in mm-hmm. Edmond. Does that generate a certain kind of energy for a song or do you write oh that one's a sad song or that one and the next one could be a complete polar opposite just just because you're in a peaceful kind of setting it yeah it's really just whatever's been backed up in my head sometimes I'll write little snippets of songs and it gives me the space to kind of put something together but sometimes I'll go with the intention of writing a particular song and something completely different appears like um I have a friend who talks about it's similar to catching a fish And it feels so right for songwriting. Like it doesn't, I think the biggest, again, the biggest thing for me is just creating that space. And sometimes nothing happens. Like sometimes no songs that are worth anything. You know, I don't, sometimes you, you, it's a catch and release. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's catch and release (laughs) and that's okay too. It's part of the process. And I'm learning that, that like to not, those metrics I think are, stifling sometimes like oh I wrote 10 songs this month I wrote five songs whatever I feel like that for me is not valuable as a songwriter for me it's just kind of I know when it's a cool concept or when it's gelling right and when it's not and like being able to let it go and not push it 
I think is a is a valuable part of the process too. Does um, it come to you like um, in in like poetry form or guitars in hand and like oh that's a cool chord we can write something over that we'll go to the next thing uh, both both yeah sometimes my guitar parts lead like uh, I have a song called Little Bird that I never meant to write lyrics for honestly the guitar part just came to me and I played it for years and then. Like some words in the chorus, it took me a long time to write. For such, it's literally a song about spring. It's about a bird. Like it's so simple, but it took me like seven years to like put it all together properly. And sometimes I just sit down and like stuff just driving. I find like words in more poetry form because I don't have my guitar with me, right? So when I'm driving, sometimes I'll link things together in a way. I'm like, that could be really interesting if I had the right set of sounds to go with it. Well, and the roads are such shit in Oklahoma that you can actually get a beat. (laughs) That's true. In that that I-40. Yep. (laughs) Well, that's, man, that's really cool because, um, Again, my own personal thing when it comes to songwriting, it's like if I get in a room and they say, "All right, we're gonna we're in a songwriting place. We got our pads and our guitars, and it's everybody else can always seem like they come up with words, and I'm sitting over here. I can play mm-hmm. all really cool chords, but yeah. I, the lyrics just always seem to fall short with me. Lyrics are hard. You know, I started writing poetry when I was real little, and I, was I think ask. that's part of it. Yeah, I have yeah. I have notebooks of poetry that need to be burned. <laughs> They're terrible. <laughs> I saw this thing the other day. It was like you're in a haunted house, but instead of all the other spooky noises, it's just somebody reading all of the poems oh, you no. wrote when you were 16 years old. And I was like, my God, I would die. <laughs> like that would be awful. Um, but yeah, I think that that process was a lot more helpful than I even knew at the time. Because at the time, it was just a way of me processing emotions, right? Just like externalizing things and working through things in my mind. Um, But now when I look back, I'm like, I was actually just practicing, I think, to be a songwriter later, which is kind of cool now. Yeah, and it goes hand in hand. I mean, even outside of uh, music creation, you talk to stand-up comics. Yeah. Their art form is very much the same. Like, I don't want to write but I have to sit down and I have mm-hmm. to purge these thoughts. They mm-hmm. might be complete crap, but there might be a nugget of something in there that yep. I can that I can make a whole other story about. I spend a lot of time on my social media watching stand-up comedians. I, Their art is so interesting it, to me. It's very unique, mm-hmm. and it's it's. Uh, I, I I always enjoy hearing comics break down the art. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always great to to laugh and hear them tell their stories, but. Uh, Ron White here lately, he's one of them that he, uh, when he goes on these podcasts, he starts to break down like what the process of all this stuff is. And when you take something that's a personal story Mm -hmm. and you throw a joke uh, twist to it. Right. And it's same with music. You're taking something that could be very personal, very unique to you, and then you give it to the world and now... It means whatever it does to them, Mm -hmm. the listener. And so where do you divide that? Like when someone comes up to you and asks like, wow, where did you come up with that song? Are you okay with telling them or do you just say, let them, you know, let them run with it? I, it depends on the song and it depends on who's asking. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm learning that I do have different versions of things that I that I that I tell people. And it depends sometimes, like I said, if if it's like a listening room environment and everyone's very quiet and like attentive, like I'll go a little deeper. There's like a surface level that I that I talk about mostly with my music, I think, at least the songs that are like meaningful to me. Or sometimes I'll give people like just a little nugget to make them like want to listen and then internalize it the way that they want to. Um, again, it just really depends on who it is and what the crowd is like. And cause yeah, so I mean at the, at, at the heart of it, I think if you're, if you're writing songs that are meaningful to you, it is somewhat like, you know, reading your diary yeah. out loud in a room full of strangers. It's very exposing. Um, and so, yeah, it's, like I said, it really just depends. Sometimes I will like expose the whole meaning of the song, but it has to be the right crowd the right the right folks so um with that in mind um is there a time when it's just more appropriate to just say what does it mean to you you know i mean i don't know if i've ever asked that because i guess a lot of this gigs i play i feel like people don't hear the lyrics a lot and so i well actually i was telling somebody this the other day for someone to really hear your lyrics and absorb what it is you're trying to say in a song, there's so many things that have to be out of the way first, right? Because if your vocals are pitchy, if your timing is off, if your sound is crunchy or bad, all of those things are going to interfere with your lyrics. Yep. So it's like everything really has to be almost perfect. And then the meaning of the song and your lyrics are the thing that goes on top. So like I said, anything else that's distracting. And if you're there with your friends, mostly I assume people are like me. They enjoy the music or whatever, but they're probably just talking, getting caught up with their friends too. You know what I mean? And and I, I understand that too. So um, yeah, I don't know if I've ever just asked somebody, well, what does that mean to you? I don't know. I, I, I think that... It, that requires more of the listener, I think, and I don't. I guess maybe I don't want to put people in an uncomfortable situation. Like, why well, I didn't listen to all your all your lyrics? So that, or it might put you in an uncomfortable situation, and someone just unloads a whole heavy life situation on you. Yes, that happens too. And if I find when people want to communicate that with me, they do, regardless of whether I ask or not. True. So True. when when they when they relate to it and they have their own story to tell me, they just. Like I, it's, un I don't have to ask, you know, they just, they just offer that information, which is sometimes heavy, but it's also neat that people are listening enough to like have that kind of an opinion and relationship with my music too. So that's cool. That's a difficult one for me. Uh, I just, I don't know what it is about my personality. I just, I'm super detached when people start throwing those kind of stories on and mm. I've come off as kind of asshole-ish because I don't have a big emotional response to what could be a very heavy traumatic story. And I'm mm -hmm. like, I, I just sort of check out. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be that way, but it's interesting that a lot of songs can, man, they can really hit someone right in the gut with mm -hmm. music is important. And, and also like with the singer songwriter area or that genre, it's like, <clears throat> sorry. Um, John Moreland's one of my, as far he's as amazing. that that game, like mm -hmm. he's he's at the top of it. Um, to take a lyric that's probably already brilliant and heavy and great, and then you apply a just the right chord to it, whether yeah. minor chord, major chord, or whatever, and you actually bring that that sound will actually hit an emotion 
in the person. Yeah. That, that does happen to me. I've, I've, uh, the sound of certain guitars or songs can actually get 100%. more out of me than the mm-hmm. lyric content in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. And it's really interesting how that always, how that always, uh, it's kind of like a dance, the guitar mm-hmm. and the lyrics and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, 100%. How do you bring that to, to your, uh, to your art form? Cause there's a lot of people that do like the negative lyrics over like a happy sounding Oh, chords yeah, I don't or, know. or like I negative think... chords with a happy, happy sing songy lyric, I, you know? I don't know. I got it's all wrapped up together in the process with me, I guess. Like the most recent song I've written is is a love song. It's it's a it's a happy love song, but it sounds sad. It's in six eight and it just sounds heavy. And some of the lyrics are it's meant to be opposite, you know, like the world is doing this or whatever and this feeling, but like this thing is easy with you. You know what I mean? Like so it's like I wrote it and I was like, oh, this is such a cool song. It feels really cool. But then I started listening to it and I was like, it sounds sad. <laughs> like it sounds like just sad, but it's not sad at all. <laughs> so I don't know. And, you know, if you think about if you think about something like Avocado Tree, like that's very upbeat and like folksy or whatever. But the there's parts in the lyrics that are just kind of like, oh, it's a little heavy. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess it just... Sometimes I write songs with a particular emotion or intention, and sometimes I think some of my favorite music blends stuff together too. Like, if you think about um, like a heavy emotion with like uh, walking through the woods, you know, Sarah Jarosz has some stuff like that. She paints this really neat imagery, and along with like just little snippets of the emotion behind it, um, and then capturing the right feel for that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> sometimes it works, I think, and sometimes it doesn't too, you know? And, um, again, it's part of that. Just, this is, this is a thing that, that grabs you. I find the songs, I'm finding my process has changed a little bit too. I used to just write songs and just put them out, put them out. Like this is a song, this is a song. Uh, but I'm finding if I sit on it for a while and kind of let it simmer and develop, like the songs I've been writing recently, I like better over time. They they change sort of in meaning and like significance. I was gonna ask you that next. That's a perfect segue. <laughs> Cause this is especially now, um, <clears throat> a little older, maybe a little wiser in life. It's like songs that at one point I can vividly remember meaning one thing. Now, yeah, they they mean something completely different. Songs you've written or just songs just you like in general? In general, yeah. right? But. Songs I've written, um, they're not very good anyway. So it really <laughs> <laughs> it's all relative, I suppose. Like as, as it's that, hard as, to know what a good song is sometimes. I think other people tell you what a good song is. That's right. the rule. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, and that's like I was just saying yesterday. I think it's a weird balance, like this whole making music thing, because you make music for other people, really, and to be enjoyed with other people. But you also have to have this like confidence in yourself. And it has to be, for me, writing music is very isolating. Like I, I go by myself to like create and, and come up with ideas. I'm still getting better at trying to like bring people in for a collaborative type writing thing. But um, I'm happy to write yes. songs. If you ever want to write songs, I can do I, that. But don't ask me to play live. Just, 
<laughs> it's so different. It's so different. It's like, and I'm at, over the last year or two, I think that's another thing that's really been highlighted to me is like all these different facets of music. Cause you just thrown into it, you know, and like, it's all the same stuff, but it's not yeah. like you can be an amazing songwriter and not ever want to perform or vice versa. You can be an excellent performer and just not write music. And there's like places for all of it, you know? Um, and again, trying to figure out where you fit in the whole is an interesting process. That's that was one thing I took a me a, took me a minute to grasp is when I learned how the Nashville system worked is like oh these guys they are just singers yeah they right. don't write the songs right. some of them do but right. you know the Chris Stapletons of the of of the world are actually kind of rare yep is that my dogs again oh god damn it <laughs> sorry so um. Yeah, to, so when, you, when you're talking about uh, in the creative space and bringing other people into it, um, mm -hmm. is that something you're more getting into now with trying to maybe bring a full band situation? Well, so when I first started this, I had people ask me, you know, when are you putting a band together? What are, what's your band called? When are you going to do full band shows? And I was like, I'm never doing that. Like, that, was my, <laughs> that was my answer. And I need to learn better about myself because I can't tell you how many times I've said I'm never. And <laughs> here we are. The first guitar I bought was totally acoustic. He's like, you can't plug it in. You can't play it on stage. I'm like, that's not a problem. I'm never going to be on stage. <laughs> Oops. Here we are. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so... Uh, so I think for me, it matters who the people are. Like, I don't think I'm ever just going to be someone who throws a band together. Um, I want people who want, who like my music, who want to be there for that type of thing. Um, and my music's not for everybody and I get that. And so I always try to give people like a, like an out right up front. You know, if you don't like it, here's some examples of the kind of stuff I play. If you don't like it, that's fine. I won't ask you to play with me. It's better for everyone. Right. Um, but God, that full band show was so fun. Yeah. And it's so, in, it's so humbling to me, like watching other like super talented musicians that I respect and admire, like put their time and energy to my music. That is a thing that like. I was not prepared for. It's been amazing. It's just been great. Well, so. and it, it's almost like that old saying, you know, do what you do best and delegate the rest. Sometimes yeah. it's nice to mm -hmm. have a guitar player over there. Uh, I don't have to. I don't have to lean so heavy on this mm -hmm. now. He's got it. He's got it. It's you know? a trusting experience, and it's been a learning process for me to get there. But um, I am historically very bad at playing with drummers. I don't know if I just get like overwhelmed by all the sound or. Um, I didn't know how much they control the feel of this song. So like, depending on what they're doing, I can play the exact same thing on my acoustic guitar. It sounds like a totally different song. Um, so it's been, I'm, I'm working with a drummer who's just, first of all, he's a, he's a teacher by like nature. He loves teaching people things. And so he's very kind and he's very sweet with me and he's taught me so much. And so I don't know, I wouldn't play with any drummer, but I like playing with him. Because like I said, he's, he's always teaching and watching me, but we had practice the other day. It was really funny. And he's been used to like following me and giving me the space, knowing I get nervous. And I told him, I was like, listen, this is full band. You're going to have your full kit. I'm following you. Like I need you to be my metronome. And you saw his whole, like he just changed. Yep. And, <laughs> he, was, man his yep. Hands. <laughs> and he was just, but it's, it's about trusting your people and delegating, right? Let this is your job. Like I'm notoriously bad at timing. I need you to be good at that so we can keep everyone together. Cause if I get off in la la land, like the whole thing falls apart, right? Yeah. It's just chaos at that point. 
Um, but it was funny. It was funny watching his whole like demeanor change and be like, oh, I just get to do my job. <laughs> and I was like, yes, ideally, that would be great. <laughs> um, but it was fun. And it is. It's just it's like I said, it's a trusting and learning process. But yeah, I'm going to do it again for sure. I don't know when, but do you think um, was this like a, a, an a all acoustic instruments band or did you electrify it up or we had an electric bass and electric guitar on lead oh, okay. and then yeah full kit so oh yeah it was fun that that's that's different than the songs i've heard you play yeah. yes <laughs> next time you're here in norman i'm gonna have to go see yeah well um i know you just played the blue bonnet i couldn't make it i tried I yeah tried. i love the blue bonnet they're one of my favorite venues to play at and um there's places that just prefer full band so it's nice to know that like i have that availability but again i don't know Ty tyler's the drummer i work with and he's very sought after of course for all the reasons that i just said earlier i swear that's every drummer <laughs> every drummer yeah. is in at least three bands like mm -hmm. oh. same with bass players they're all like in five <laughs> bands and i'm like yeah of course okay we'll get this date available when i was coming up and playing in bands bass players were a, a, a nickel for a dozen like you there really? everybody's a bass player oh, your brother does bass. he can he hold a guitar yeah well put, put a, a bass, bass on him you know <laughs> yeah. it ain't that way no more man mm -hmm. and uh and well, and uh, again, there's bass players, and then there's bassists, mm -hmm. and those you know, the mm -hmm. dudes that dance all over and play all that stuff. So it's it, it, it's like anything else. It's more about the person and how the person yeah. jives. Uh, we can make yes. your hands, and we, we we'll teach you how to play. But it, mm -hmm. if it's not someone that's easy to be around, that's going to make the whole thing just very difficult. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that, like, I'm very strict about having practices before shows. I like to come in with with some understanding of the of everyone in the group of what's happening on on stage right we don't have to have every single little thing rehearsed but like just some basic rapport between all of us together is so important i think and it just goes to me like like again my job i think as a band leader is to make everyone else comfortable so if my band comes in and they're nervous uncomfortable they don't know what to expect like it's not going to be a fun yeah, time and so i really try it's it's just anyway being a band leader is a lot of <laughs> it's a lot i loved it but it's just it's a lot my bass player he used to play in metal bands and so we started practicing together and playing together and he was like i'm the only one down here and i was like yeah buddy you're on your own like it's just you like and they can all hear it too yep you are really <laughs> exposed and he's so it's it's a it's like playing less but more accurately, you yep. know? And so anyway, like I said, it's all just learning and growing together, but he's willing to like put the effort in and grow with me. And again, I think that's what I'm looking for in bandmates is just someone to put the effort in. Well, and, and again, like we're all, we're all in our upper thirties at this point, we've done the thing a little bit and it's like, right. you realize that five awesome musicians just sitting in a circle might not make great music yep. individually. They could be the top of their game, but 100% in, in the group, they might not, they in just might not jive. Chaos. Yeah. It's, it's funny how that can happen mm -hmm. and you can see it, but mm -hmm. well on that end, like, so what are some, uh, let's go some nightmare gig moments here. Let's, let's, let's mm. not, let's not make it all, all sunshine and roses here. We got to talk about some nightmare of the negativities. Gigs. I was playing this bar New Year's Eve one time and it was one of those bars where like, there's no stage. You just sort of set up in the corner there's like a crock pot plugged in on the side. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know about. exactly the one you're talking about. There is there was some large cowboy in there, like seven feet tall, big cowboy hat, just yelling the whole time, just yelling. And I was like, my God. 
<laughs> the guy I was swapping songs with, he's going to listen to this and laugh. The guy I was swapping songs with brought his dog, got in a dog fight in the bar. Oh, wow. And I'm like, I'm going to lose my teeth on this microphone. 100% <laughs> this dog is coming at me. I'm going to lose my teeth on this microphone. That's what's about to happen. And then, uh, oh, it was like, uh, it was an ice storm. So leave the bar, 2.30, whatever, in the morning, drive home two-plus hours in an ice storm. And I was like, I don't know if this is what I want to (laughs) do. I think, I think, and it was just the, the, anyway, I love meeting people and people, there's wonderful people everywhere, but like some guy followed me out to my car. That's creepy. That's creepy. He waited until my, 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 my buddy that was playing songs with me, wait till he got in his car and then came up and knocked on my driver's side door, peering into me like, and he was like giving me money, which I was very thankful for. Right. But I was like, you could have done that so many different ways. <laughs> like I have literally been on a bar stool for three hours yeah. in this bar. You wait until I'm trying to go home to tap on my window awkwardly and hand me money. This feels you so could have weird. just walked up to the stage and put it on the stage. Yeah. And Correct. Out, like. well, and he was trying to be like, this is just yours. I'm just tipping you. But I Venmoed my partner the other 50 bucks. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not that kind of a person. I'm right. like, anyway, it was so weird in so many levels. And I was like, I don't know that this is what I want to do with music. Like, maybe something else. Well, there, and man, that's those types of things are the are the things that make people not come back. And I mean, I'm, I feel like I can handle myself in a crowd, but even sure. man, even getting, uh, I think post COVID probably had a lot to do with it too. Just being people got weird. Up. People got weird being cooped up. I did too. I, I did too. Yeah, I did too. And it's, <laughs> it's yeah. Go like my, our first big, big foray into crowds where I was interactive since COVID was probably the Norman music festival. That was the Ooh, first. That was a big lot. One. That was a lot. There was so much interesting energy there that day i was... sang harmonies with my friend troy that day i didn't i wasn't even playing in the band i was just singing harmonies which was a do- i love that spot that's my favorite play i love singing harmonies and so i've been exploring that a little bit too over the last year like just is this even lucrative can i even do this full time not full time but you know whatever music space Gigs. i have yeah. yeah um so anyway but i loved it nor music fest all i had to do was show up and like sing harmonies it was freaking great i packed in my gig in my purse you know so yeah. it was a microphone and an <laughs> XLR cable was great. Like it was amazing. But yeah, no, I think I walked out of the blue bonnet into that whole space and I was like, nope. Yeah. And I just went right back into the blue bonnet. And like that was all I could handle that day. It was just sitting in that crowded one crowded bar because it was so much happening yeah. that day. And it's I it to their credit, it was set up very well. And the, the oh, yeah. one gig at a stage would be finishing and you could hear mm-hmm. the next one kicking off. You mm-hmm. could walk right over. Awesome. But yeah, in a crowd that big, my guard, and this is this is new, or at least it's new for me noticing it. My guard was way up. Like, mm-hmm. The only reason why I was like just instantly just used to it was because of working at Live Nation. Like, oh yeah, working around big crowds like that, like you know, I. But even then, like whenever I was at Louder Life, like I that was the first big one I did after you know COVID, and I I, I like went to the back a lot of the time uh, past the crowd and the back and just and it's like well, don't you, you want to get close to the stage and it's like no man this area is open this is nice <laughs> you're in my bubble you're in mm-hmm. my bubble people mm-hmm. yeah. lounge out on a, like a blanket and just listen to music you know I, and i would argue that outdoor venues not as bad i mean norm music festival and also uh like the zoo amp mm-hmm. um but yeah uh, we went to the WWE thing. I took my boy to see wrestling and nice. same something about being in an arena full of people. It's, 
there's an anxiety there mm-hmm. that I at yeah. least at least I never noticed before. I didn't remember it before either. Yeah. I there don't was know. A, there was a show last night at the 89th, and um, and I was trying to see who played like because um, I dropped somebody off there, and like it was the parking lot next to the 89th. Have you ever seen that venue? Like the 89th parking lot was full. The parking lot next to it was full. The other parking lot across the street was full, which means that the, the artists definitely packed the house. Yeah. But if you know how small that building is, it's like, <laughs> it's like I would not want to be in there whenever that all those people are in there because you'd be like this, oh, it's, like just yeah, arm and arm. Crushed sardines, man. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, do you want to play some songs, or do you want us I'd to, love to play some songs, or did you send any songs? Or you brought your I guitar? I haven't sent any. Or, yeah, uh, like I said, I have like I have not really been in the studio that much since really I've seen you guys last, or we haven't really gotten anything to like release ready yet. But I did bring my guitar. Are you uh, before we get into it? Are mm-hmm. you currently in the studio, or are you just maybe tracking up some lyrics and maybe piecing things together? Like where are you at, kind of in that creative I process? Don't even know. Don't I wrote a bunch know. of old stuff, and then I have <laughs> I have a bunch of new stuff, and so I'm like, do they even match? And so now I'm now I'm at the place too. I'm like, maybe the old stuff isn't even relevant to me as an artist anymore. You know, maybe I'm getting my my writing style. I think is more simple than it used to be because again I'm going back to like the whole reason I wanted to do this was to have a space to work with other like great musicians and just be in that community um and if you want people to play on your stuff if it's simple you know what I mean if you if your if your chord changes are one four five and that's it through the whole song then like people will follow and they like feel comfortable to like dig in and do something really cool in the solo section, right? Mm-hmm. But if you have these weird sections, a pre-chorus and a weird bridge with twos and six, you know, nine, 13 chords, people are like, I don't just stick on the one, yeah. you know? So I, I think my songwriting has gotten a little bit, uh, like I said, simpler just for that reason, but it also just feels better where I'm at right now for whatever reason. So again, I look back at stuff and I'm like, I don't know if it even matches. And like no one can give you that answer that just has to be something you decide on your own um but yeah i I don't know there's you know like i said i've been working with kyle he took a break and like went on tour in europe the nerve of that guy (laughs) um but um but yeah it's it's definitely it's one of those things too like we were just talking about like the summer and festival season in the fall and all of that is just tapering off and so i'm like okay how do i use this like slower time in the winter to be to my best advantage like do i need to just post online like i said get more of my music out that way do i need to go refocus on studio stuff and just dig through it and figure it out um there's so many things that go into an album release I'm oh like, my god yeah i'm like okay so the next time i release music i would love to have a publicist involved i would love to actually push stuff and then and then there's all this stuff like are you re- what level are you really ready for right so like what dollar amount matches where your product really is and those are hard questions right like well, as an artist and like this it's a lot of like inward digging and yeah. just like being really honest with yourself like i feel like i'm here but then you hear it and you're like i'm not right and then it's all do you dig back in do you push for that next level or do you just release it the way it is and ju- you know what i mean there's so many options well and and some of it can be like you're questioning the content of the song and some of it can be like a production value thing like the song's good maybe it just needs to sound better coming out of the speakers right you know throw some reverb on that you know there's so many (laughs) options for production too and like it's one of those things like the more you know sometimes you just get crippled with information and i have friends who are so into that space 
bless their hearts. They just talk to me about it. And it's great because I learned so much from my friends. Um, but sometimes I do get overwhelmed and I'm like, well, they're doing this thing and their thing they're coming out with sounds amazing. Right. So like maybe whatever their process is, that's the gap that I'm hearing. So anyway, like I said, it is very much like you have to be really honest with yourself. And then at some point you just make the decision again, right? Like, are you going to push for that next level and just do the, th do the big thing? Or is it better to do like maybe a small EP first just to get more things out? I don't know the answer. I've, I, I can give you two examples actually let's, let's from get, talking to people. Yep. Uh, there's a band I'm, uh, I'm friends with out in California called them evils and uh, built them a guitar last year. That was one of my big, things for awesome. the year and I found out I hate building guitars but yes, I got that one done <laughs> did my thing and good job <laughs> <laughs> but uh I was talking to him when we went out and, and delivered it and he was talking about how the business even in their short amount of time they're pretty young guys and has changed so much that the goal used to be like all right we finally got someone who will financially back us to record a record mm -hmm. and then they gamble on that you release the record you tour it you try to make your money back and you keep doing the cycle album cycle tour mm -hmm. and he said that's changed they got dropped during covid from their label so they're like we have all these songs so their plan was they're going to do the ep or i'm sorry they're going to release singles throughout the year yeah i've seen and that and close the year with the ep release yep. and tour that Yep. And it's financially, for smaller bands, that's financially mm -hmm. much more easy to work with. I've seen other people do that too. It's smart. It, it gives you new things all the time to post. Like Jason Scott on the High Heat did that a little bit too. Yeah. They're and, so cool. And there's some people that are still doing the traditional, well, I'm going to go in the studio, I'm going to make yep. an album, and I'm going to go tour it. Courtney and, Patton just did, I think. Yeah. I mean, she just dropped a big album, and she's still kind of on tour with that album. So, so is I don't know, is there right or wrong, or is there just the ways that people are doing it, you know? I don't uh, know. So I don't it's know. all very personal, like what you can, like what, and then I have all these questions, right? What would a tour even look like for me, you know? Like I have a full-time job, it's remote, but I'm sure you know, like even remote jobs, right. you have to have a stable internet connection. You have to have like screen real estate to do your job properly. And you have to, there's all these things. And you have to have the space to sit for seven or eight hours a day and just focus on work. Um, and if you're, you can't, you can't work your day job and also drive at the same time, for instance. You yeah. can't do those things. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> the, 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 the corporate America might make you try, though. <laughs> That's true, too. So, but, but, you know, it's like, what would a tour even look like? Like, uh, can I do just, you know, Texas and maybe Colorado, Kansas? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So those are some of the things I'm right. So I'm like, do I just wait to release an album? To, to you know wait for it so when I have some kind of an idea about what a tour might look like or do I just release and not tour because you can obviously do that too a lot of people do anyway I get wrapped up with all these things <laughs> and I'm like I'm just gonna go play my gig this Saturday yeah I mean uh, uh, one uh, a thing too especially in the singer-songwriter world is like a lot of them that it's kind of a close-knit group of singer-songwriters that do these things. So mm -hmm. uh, John Moreland is one I've seen, and, and he brings guys might not be at the same place he is, but they're coming up the ranks or they right. have songs, and he'll bring them out to their – expose that audience. Yeah. And um, I'm hoping that on the backside of COVID that once the festival thing kind of dies down, people there still be that want to – go see individual artists at right. a show instead sure. of a three-day shindig. But right. um, hopefully that opens. I think it will too, man. Oh, yeah, I, uh, for sure. There's been some really cool shows at the Criterion lately, and the Tower Theater has had really good shows this year. Like, again, I'm like, those opening gigs are the 
best. Those opening gigs are really cool. So again, I'm watching all of that too. Like who they're asking, how you get in those right places uh, yeah. to get, get asked to open for someone cool, you know, so homework it's all homework like I, I was telling something the other day like I spend a lot of time scrolling through Facebook and I was like most of it's just market research I realize that sounds weird but like I'm just watching what everybody else is doing and trying to like do I want to do that does that make sense for me right now those kind of things yeah and where's the next level like where else where where do I push to you know are you uh self-produced or prefer self-produced or are you looking to maybe get in a studio and have them have a pro I don't know. Oh, That's man. what I mean. Like, because it's just been me and Kyle mostly. Kyle Reed just working on on stuff, and we've gotten a lot of good. And Kyle's so professional, but he just does. You know, is recording in a small studio at his house. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not closed off to any ideas. If the right thing comes up, then I might give it a shot. I don't know. My friend Clay, he's doing a lot of his own production stuff too, and he's got a really interesting way of capturing sounds and especially vocals, making them really sparkly in the right way. Um, so I think I might try that out, give, give him a shot, see if I can, we can record some vocals that sound the way that my mind's ear hears them, I guess, for lack of a better way to put that. But you know, you don't know how stuff's going to sound. You do all this stuff in the studio and it comes back and you're like, I don't like it. I don't know why you don't always know why you're just like, it's not, it doesn't have the, Thing. Not quite there. Doesn't have the thing. <laughs> so it's all this digging process. You're like, what's 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 the thing that's not there? And like so Kyle and I are really good, I think, at working that together. Um, but still sometimes I think you you get very um when it's just a very small group of people, you know, you get all the same stuff, all the same kind of sounds, having another person just be like, Hey, have you thought about this? Try mixing it in this way. Maybe that's what we're missing. So um, do you know who Chad Carr is? Mm -mm. He's a guitar player that I was in a band with this year, but he does a lot of producing and stuff like that. And I think he works his through Slate Digital. Mm -hmm. If you're interested, I could maybe send you send his uh, That'd be great. him one of your songs and like, hey, she's yeah. looking to maybe produce this thing and, and see what's up. I think he's out towards UConn, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and he also he also uh, plays in Hollis Band. Hollis. So, uh, oh, okay, got he it. Did yeah, Elizabeth so. Turner's. And they're New trying to they're oh, trying to put it. together uh, shows and stuff like that. So you might, um, my, I'm, because I'm actually managing them. Okay. Uh, so I might be able to get you like as like a, a pre, you know, like on a show or something like that with yeah. them. So he's got a good ear. Booking shows for him. So that'd be yeah. awesome. Yeah, I'll show. We'll play Elizabeth Turner's one for you. You can kind of hear what he what he does. Cool. Right on. Um, you want to play a song? Couple yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah, songs? yeah. Let's do it. Let's do this. Take a pause and just get you. Okay. We're recording now. All righty. Cool. Okay. So I think the first song I'm going to play is called Be Nicer. Um, I wrote this song, um, I think lately there's been a bit of push for like an awareness about mental health in general, and I, I think that's great. Um, and me personally, I've struggled with different things off and on, and most recently last year was some pretty heavy grief. Um, but I think it's interesting if you meet somebody at the grocery store and they like have their arm in a cast or on crutches, like you help them carry their bags out to their car or like open the door. But if someone's dealing with something that you can't see, people are still just kind of dicks, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I guess that's kind of what I was thinking about when I started writing this song. And again, this is one that just sort of started coming together. Um, it means a lot to me. It was actually, uh, I had to play this song probably a dozen or so times just 
at my house by myself before I could really play it out because it was just, um, like I said, kind of deep meaning for me personally. But um, anyway, this one's just called Be Nicer. Awesome. most of the time and you know this song is just about again like people are all dealing with things that you don't know you just even at work you know you just work with people or like we were talking about even people in your band they have their own lives and all this other people are always dealing with things that they don't always make known and so like that hurt us just to be a little nicer maybe yeah you know? well and and on the topic of grief like uh last year when you were in here i was dealing yeah. with two deaths and yeah. and uh recently i had another family member you said you've been dealing with it so 
uh, yeah, a lot of times people, you just never know. And uh, to go extreme with it, you never know when that person might just be at that snapping point and you get, next thing you know, you're on the evening news. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's real too, right? It does happen. It does happen. We all have our limits. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else? What do you want to do one more or a couple more? What do you got? Um, yeah, we can do a couple more. All right. Break them down and, and then we can maybe wrap up on... Uh, Seeing where we're all going to go from here. Yeah, I like that. You like Sounds that? Sounds good. All right. So let's do, yeah, let's do Stepping Stone next, actually. We're good? Okay. Yeah. So this song I wrote about um, not letting uh, someone that you love take advantage of you. Which, uh, actually one of my one of my friends and I started writing it like two years ago and it just like it's one of those it took me a long time to come around to the right way of writing this song it's also kind of a reminder to myself <laughs> and I won't shrink myself to fit under your arm and I won't hide my anger to ease troubled heart and I won't be your stepping stone and if that's what it takes wear your ring well and I'd rather die alone to fit into your comfort zone and I won't sacrifice my joy cause you fear the unknown and I won't be your stepping stone and if that's what it takes to wear your ring well and I'd rather die alone
very good. Thanks. <laughs> uh, don't change that. Whatever you do. <laughs> Thanks. The no, I mean musically the uh, that transition into the F chord. Mm-hmm, you hit mm-hmm. the the bass strings. I cheat when I play my F chord. Usually, I just do the bottom. Yeah, uh, yeah. It depends on the song. Sometimes, <laughs> if I'm transitioning between C and F, I'll do that. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes that low. That low end. It that just you just, need it. Just right. Yeah. That was very good. I, I'm 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 guessing uh, that could be applied to all kinds of situations, grief or breakup or yeah, whatever. I mean, that's that song kind of covers a, a bunch of different. Yeah. Uh, emotions. I think the way I've been writing lately, too, is kind of patching things together again, like taking instead of just being dug in on one thing, like bringing a lots of lots of different ideas and concepts together in a way that like is still cohesive. Um, but again, it's more applicable, I think. Yeah. So. Well, and and yeah, the ending of that song, I'd rather die alone. That's there's so many people out there that can relate to that saying. That's a perfect <laughs> lyric. There's zero fat on that that's, lyric. That's where we started with the song. That's where we started. We were, we were going to call it Die Alone. And we again, we had multiple different ideas behind it. But this is just kind of the thing that like, I, I, I don't know. It's the thing that really stuck the idea in my brain, I guess. Is but. that newer or is that something like mm. you've been working on or had the ideas growing for a while? And Yeah, I definitely had the idea growing for a while. Like I said, I started writing it with one of my friends. But um, I finished it last year, year before, mile zero. Again, I, I had to go away. I had to yeah. go a thousand miles away. Yeah. Um, but that was one of those times, too, I did get a little bit of collaboration from some other songwriters that I really respect. Um, and it was one of those, like, I was going for, like, the really obvious lyric. And he, like, in the nicest way possible, was just kind of like, you could do better. <laughs> and I was so thankful for someone to push me in that way. He never said those words, right? Because he, he's too nice. Um, but I heard what he meant, and I was like, he's right. That's too obvious. It's too... Because, you know, you hear those songs, and they're just too on the nose, and you're like, okay, it loses its value, kind of. Um, you got to keep it broad, but make it very specific. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That's, that's It's so easy. <laughs> just write a song. Just write a song. You know? No big deal. That was very good. Uh, yeah. You want to do one more? Let's do one more. Yeah. Oh, crap stuff over here it's <laughs> tons of stuff <laughs> I, 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 mm-hmm. I gotta clean this room it's so bad <laughs> <sighs> what we got what we want to do happy sad or all around oh Whoa. there was a song or Whoa. a sound that is coming from somewhere a little reverb gotcha I won't get on the recording okay good alright I'm gonna do the most recent song I've written let's do it it's the sad sad sounding happy song it's called living easy alright Close and settle 
Very good. Cool. Thanks. Um, that's a newer one. Yeah, that's the most recent one. I just brand I just new. Wrote, actually, yeah, right. it's a couple of months now, but yeah, it's the newest one. Well, um, I mean, I, I I'm curious how many lyrics the chords G, D, and C have spawned over oh God, over right. the generations, right? Though, well, be nicer and living easy is basically the same chord same structure. Thing? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's just the same. same as soon chords. as as soon as you came in with that, I was like, <laughs> oh, well, it's. And then I was like, oh, that, oh, that's like a, that's a million songs, but yep. it's, it's amazing mm-hmm. how those three chords have spawned yeah. so many songs. Yeah. Very cool. Very Back cool. to the basics, you know, like yeah. sometimes three we're, chords in the truth, Yeah, you know, I, we're, we're ain't, we ain't Steely Dan over here, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and well, and you get, I think, you know, being a songwriter too, you kind of have to divorce yourself from this concept of like, this is brand new. Cause it's not really, you know, like we've all written about love before. We've all written about heartbreak before we've all used G, C and D yeah. <laughs> like, so it's not, if you, if you break yourself away from like, Oh, I'm trying to be so cutting edge and just try to be real. I think that's really, um, it's been a safe space for me to just create instead of trying to like break the wheel or whatever, right. you know? Right. Well, and, and a lot of the, you know, the more, more complicated chord structures and jazz type stuff it can sometimes overwhelm a lot of people's ears mm-hmm. i like it i'm a musician though I, under- I understand the complexities and i can get into that and even some of the way out jazz prog stuff is even too much for me yep like, I, it can just be too much so, there's a comfortableness with your palate right yeah. so yeah makes very sense. cool very cool very 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 cool thank you so much for coming in and yeah doing thanks um, for having me well uh, before we close up, let's. Uh, what are the future plans? Where do we all go from here? Oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> Another full band show as soon uh, as I could pull that off. That's um, cool. That, that uh, a lot of people in the singer songwriter like the the full band thing is. It's it's. It, I'm glad you had a good experience with it because it was fun. Man, bands can. They can be a lot. I can. I like I said. I I I've chose my people kind of carefully. Yeah. So, um. But yeah, I don't know. Um. Again, there's. This winter, I think I want to kind of go into like a planning process, right? Studio time, figuring out what what really is going to be the right thing to push some of my music out. I'd love to get my music more widely heard um, because I'm still kind of small in that aspect right now. Um, So, yeah, just focus on that. Try to figure out who to get in touch with to play some of the bigger festivals that happen this year and to get a little bit more involved on that level and, and that kind of thing. But. Did we introduce you to the MIC, uh, Music Industry Connected, last time? I don't think so. Well, no, that was, that was after. It was after? I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's but a, I, can, I can give you all that. Yeah, we'll stuff. send you cool. all that stuff. There's a, an artist out of Indiana. Her name is uh, Emily, but her, she, her stage name is Malaise. And she does kind of a lot of the same singer-songwriter cool. type stuff. But she's started it, and she's built this entire structure of you know, getting an electronic press kit. How, how to no, present that. that, how to get your name out there and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And it, she offers it for free to people that just want to read it and see how she's... Yes, please. It's not rock star shit. It's like... Right, yeah, this is right. How, this is how you build a legit it's, business. It's similar to the kind of stuff that I'm that I'm currently getting into because I just bought all the all the legal documents for um, for music business and, Good. and for like artist management. So mm-hmm. like... Uh, it's not the fun stuff that no one right. wants to talk about, but it is the stuff that like people like me actually know about. So, well, it's stuff uh, that makes it work, right? Because yep. you could be the best, most talented person in the entire world, but if all you're doing is just playing for a crowd of five people or for your cat at your house, <laughs> you know, like well, and and it it kind of gives you uh, 
eyesight to see like because there's a lot of shady ass just mm -hmm. people you don't want in your yep. circle out there that yep. find their way into your circle <laughs> and it's like being aware of those pitfalls and those landmine trap things that can happen along the way she kind of presents how to have your shit to you know presentable and have it ready to go and yeah i'll send it i'll send yeah, all please that over do. To i'd love to read that and she's told she's really awesome too if, if you that's neat would like to ask her personally i can definitely get you guys that would be amazing in contact yeah i'm always trying to learn i'm i was talking to a trusted friend that's also a musician yeah just yesterday and i was just talking about like i'm just sitting back here watching everything you guys are doing like the good the bad the ugly like filing it in one of those categories like this is what i definitely don't want to do yep. this is probably what i do want to do and i've been really careful about putting people in my circle that i trust and like again that their pathways make sense with what i'm align with my goals as well really is what i mean so um but yeah the other part of where we're going is uh you know i'm i also have this earring business which is came up out of nowhere which is crazy um and i'm learning the cycles with that too like just the feathers the way they are people don't wear them in the summer which makes sense they're hot yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they stick to you in this with you when you're when you're sweaty um but people love to buy them in the fall they buy a lot of christmas presents that kind of thing and so as music kind of winds down in the festival season my earring business kind of picks up so again it's just learning this process i've bought too many damn feathers now to quit like i have so many feathers my house is ridiculous y'all like so many feathers i know so much about feathers it's like this weird thing but i love it too it's it's very it's i it's i'm passionate about it. i like doing it it's fun i'm, I'm still struggling with pricing because like it's i followed somebody else on an instagram account and i just asked her how much she charges she charges like four times the amount that I charge for mine. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I need to adjust prices. But <laughs> as you know, like putting a price on your art is a weird it's, it's process. So hard. Yeah, it's hard like, because like I, I looked online and people were like, yeah, you do medium and then times three. But I'm like, but I mean, an eight by 10 painting for me is like, for me is like 20 bucks, you know, like right. at, at most. But like, but I mean, my bigger paintings, like someone's like, yeah, you know, you could charge hundreds of dollars for this. And I'm like, I don't know about all that. <laughs> like, you know, and right. I just like, I'm putting myself though. down, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, and like, it's just so hard. because you could doesn't mean you should. Yeah. I mean, so I, I thought about, timing, I thought about, because there's an art show. Uh, there's actually an art show coming up, um, which I'll be uh, promoting on the, on the pages and stuff. It's coming up. Uh, next week i think it's on the first but i'm not sure don't quote me on it but it's at the blue note and there's a ton of artists and i was like well That's how do cool. i get on that because then if i do that they're doing drawings for paintings mm. so then i can kind of get an idea of what my paintings are worth if i can get in there because then i just put a bunch of them that i'm just giving away for for charity and then just someone see else, how much they pay for yeah it. someone else prices it yep. give you and then they'll, they'll tell me yeah. how much i should be charging for my stuff That's a good idea. my dad always told me a thing is worth whatever somebody is willing to pay for it yeah. uh -huh. you know and he's not so, wrong he's, not, he's wrong. not wrong but it's so it's anyway I've, i'm still doing the earring stuff and it's been great i love it i've i'm i, I well i love it and hate it social media <laughs> stuff's hard right um are but, they are they two separate entities megan marlene yes. music and megan marlene earrings, earrings. Okay. yep yep that's it those are the okay. two those are the two different things though the ways to find me on all the oh, i socials. didn't know if, i didn't know if maybe you were just megan marlene enterprises and those were two portfolios <laughs> my uh, god i don't <laughs> see i don't know how to do all this stuff like my sister and her husband are both in like social media type 
roles like graphic design and my brother owns a social media company and things like that like so I was talking with them about it I was like I don't know what to do and, and my sister like looked at me she goes this is someone's entire job just to figure this out about the things that you're creating she's like so don't beat yourself up about it like it's hard questions um so yeah at some point well, maybe in the last year I can't even remember timeline but I did split them so social media, Instagram and Facebook, earring stuff. And like there's all kinds, like I could have a storefront, but I just don't. Because mm. again, with the earrings, like mostly I just want to make them for my friends. And I like the concept of like someone has to like contact me directly and say, hey, I want to buy these earrings from you. I still like so that. So we're, we're about to implement, um, implement a, uh, uh, a, there's an app, it's called Koji. It's K-O-J-I. Mm -hmm. And what it is, is that you can do like apps like a pop-up shop. So you can, mm. you can in, in, integrate that into your Instagram easily. And then you just oh. you just make a pro you know make a quick this is shipping this is the cost of the item yeah and then they can look at the photo so you're just posting your photos and right. then and then they just tap the little link and then it will go to a way to buy so then you can really you know so it's not so invasive like right. I'm just trying to sell you something it's it's just like oh they're looking at your page and they're like oh I could buy that and then they that's check neat. It out. Yeah, but so even things like Etsy shops and like Shopify is another one a lot of people oh, so use. Hard. Well, yeah, there's so yep. much to it and there's overhead that's cost a monthly fee mm -hmm. and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I just don't know if I, mm -hmm. again, I don't charge enough, honestly, for these to make any of that stuff really worth it yet. But anyway, maybe, maybe one day. But again, like if you think about all the minutes that I spend crimping beads on feathers i'm not practicing my guitar you know what i mean i'm not writing music either and so that comes like, um, into your value system mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the last podcast i did they were like how do you give 100 percent to your day job and your ears and your music i was like i don't <laughs> right like i have to pick like mm -hmm. by the heavy gig weekend then that's all i'm doing right i'm just getting to and from gigs focusing on my time on stage and, and being prepared um and yeah every if someone's like i need these earrings by my i'm like too bad like sorry you have to wait but it is it's very very much just prioritizing my time and figuring out what makes sense and a lot of people like those earrings with the jack skeleton mm -hmm. oh yeah i've yeah, had I'm, lots I'm pretty of sure quarters. i'm pretty sure if you just put that on like <laughs> on like just not not even etsy just just make one little thing on like amazon or something one product sell like on there then oh, you probably sell a ton of them that. i mean yeah you probably would Cause, cause all you had, to, I, it's really easy to set up Amazon, but like, uh, but yeah, I you just make one either. listing and then just put it out there and see and like see what happens. But I guarantee you probably saw a lot of them doing that. So. Nice. It is cool to have a side hustle. Like I was telling somebody that too. Like you know, my main job is oil and gas related, and that's kind of terrifying sometimes. There's lots of ups and downs. I got laid off a few years ago from my job, and I had no side hustle. I had nothing. I was just like, I don't know what I'm gonna do, you know. And now like. Even though it's not, the money isn't comparable, at least I could, like, scrape up gigs to, right. like, make <clears throat> gas money or grocery money, you know? So, like, the side hustle thing and knowing there's a place to grow if I had the time, like, that's kind of cool. It's been really fun that way. That, that's been my approach is, is basically once I created 13th Step Tone mm -hmm. Solutions, everything that is me is now 13th step tone solutions. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just building my portfolio as that. So if I start songwriting with people, well, now I have 13th step publishing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now once that's established legally, mm -hmm. it's so easy to just. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just yeah. start out as yeah. a doing business as, and then you change Boom. it to an LLC separate, and you separate all your departments that way. And then if one thing goes down, they all don't. I mean, it's protection. Yeah, makes sense. It is. It's business stuff. It is I protection. Mean, yep. 
That's why we, that's why I have an accountant as well. Oh <laughs> man, I hate ha- well actually I don't hate having to talk to him. It's <laughs> I learn so much when I talk to the, to my uh, oh, I know. my CPA that it's almost too much. It's, it's like, like drinking like, from a fire hose. Cuz she's been like, she's been what? doing it for you know 30 years. Yeah. It's no big deal for a business startup in her mind. This is like yeah, same. Just, yeah. blah, blah, blah. me, I'm same, like right? it's all new. So same. I get so <laughs> overwhelmed. Thankfully mine I communicate with him on text a lot. I'll text him a question and then he'll be like all this information yeah. and then I just go radio silent cuz I'm like what? So I'm like googling and like looking up things and I'm like okay, it's starting to make sense in my brain. Like anyway. It's... And he probably does that so that he doesn't have to get a ton of messages from me. Like here's all of it. Probably. Boom, there you go. Bless his heart. <laughs> I know I ask him so many silly questions. Thank God he's patient. But yeah, no, like you said, it's necessary. It's all the stuff that makes us work. So Hey, well, and uh, you know, I think you're you're well on your way. And uh, hopefully we can help out as much as possible. Like we with with the MIC connection um that girl Emily is on her on the money. She I knows, love that. She 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 came on and she can explain the steps why they exist why she I mean she that's so cool it's, it's no amazing. no bullshit when she yeah. talks about it and I, it's really cool. I'm looking forward to digging into that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send, I'll take a note. Make sure to send that over. Perfect. To you. <laughs> but all right, we'll wrap it up. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Thanks for, for playing the songs. Yeah. And and we'll we'll share the hell out of this. It'll probably drop next week because we actually Perfect. did one out of sequence so we gotta no worries flip them so. yeah with cool. that episode just uh just putting that out there uh the next one after this one um it's a it's a lot about psychedelics and other things so uh you know if you don't like that kind of stuff maybe maybe set that one out <laughs> i'm not even gonna uh, i put a disclaimer in it and uh Perfect. that's all you need that's all i need yep. and, and the, the guy we're talking to about it is a uh, veteran Jonathan's a veteran as well and and uh, it's our Veterans Day episode oh cool so oh, I, that's, I, I like that though. when I scheduled it I was like oh shit that's gonna drop a week early so I'll have to flip yep to flip them mm-hmm. <laughs> but that uh, works uh, yeah hey man it's it's, it's interesting conversation it is it's very else. it's very interesting conversation though. yep well I can't wait to hear it and my disclaimer on all that I'm just gonna close on this try that before suicide I'm not condoning anything right but if that's where you're at consider it right you know that's all no no just god or man would judge me for saying it that way so megan marlene thank you very much for coming on jonathan how can the people help us if they so choose Ah. the uh local earshot podcast uh we run on the value for value system uh system and it's called time talent and treasure uh we value everybody's time for listening um there's many different ways to listen. The main one that we like is uh, Fountain. It's a pretty good app. Uh, there's a couple other ones, but you can find them on newpodcastapps.com. Uh, you can also listen on Spotify and, and uh, Amazon and um, the audio. What is it? Pretty much any of them. Uh, and then uh, as for talent, if you're an artist and you want to be on the show, then you can reach out to me at john at thelocalearshot.com or Brad on our Instagram page. That's the local earshot. Uh, and then... As for Treasure, if you are a business and you want to start sponsoring an episode, then reach out to me at John at the local earshot or Brad on our Instagram page. And uh, and then if you want to donate to the podcast, you can go over to the local earshot.com and there's a tab that says donate. We take crypto, we take Cash App, we take um, Bitmo. Uh, I'm doing away with PayPal. Uh, so um, yeah. That 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 happened, um, <laughs> main, mainly because I don't I don't I don't like I don't like people threatening me about taking away my money whenever uh, they don't like what I say. So, um, so yeah, uh, if you want to uh, donate, that, that's how you do it. Thanks for listening. Oh shit! I forgot my closer. What is it? 
uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to edit this part. <laughs> oh, oh, I remember. Yeah, I, remember I remember. I remember. I <laughs> remember. Take care of each other out there. Love your sisters and your brothers. We love y'all. We'll see y'all. Bye bye. Bye bye. Nice.